Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by 8 Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning to you, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella this morning here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, December 7th. (laughs) Where is this... Time keeps, man, we're almost what there. 18 year. days, brother. What a year has it's been, it's been. I know. It, it's It's gone so fast. Mm. So much happening uh, in the world, in the in, wow. in the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. That's right. It's been so, it's been so fun. But yes, um, we're coming to the end. Uh, did you have a good week? We did. Uh, you know, the transition after Thanksgiving, now we're full-blown, you know, Christmas thought process and, you know, uh, just getting ready for that. There's a, a lot to do with the size family we have sure. and friends and same as you, same as you. All of our decorations are up. We're, okay. we're ready. I mean, we're only, what, 18 days away from the big day? The day, Yes, yeah. the tree's up, the lights are out. My wife okay. had me working my tail off outside my king. Would you, you decorate the like, house outside too? You know, well, this is kind of a first. You know, we've only been back in Buffalo now. This is our second Christmas after being gone for 20 years and... My wife is all about Christmas. Oh, that's awesome! And and, and you know, you yeah. know, we've been married thirty five years now, Mike. Okay, and and you just you say yes, ma'am. <laughs> that's a southern term, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Um, you know, when she says, Steve, I've got an idea. I really want lights on the fence outside. What do you think? And the answer was, that's an unbelievable idea, Charmaine. Well, I'm going to tell you, Steve. <laughs> it's a great idea. A little, little bit of insight. Okay. I've been married for 45 years. Nothing's changed. Same wow, thing as that. 45 same years, yeah, Mike. Same thing as that. Well, I married my childhood sweetheart. Not oh, sweet. as we were children, but a little, little bit after high school. But anyway, the, yes, if they want them on the fence, they get on the fence. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, we it. are so excited, though. Um, thank you for joining us this morning. Eight Days of Hope is a ministry that travels the country to love and serve people who've had their homes destroyed because of natural disasters. We go for eight days. We have a rebuilding event. Our last three big ones were in Houston after Harvey, where thousands and thousands of volunteers come. It's free. We provide the food and lodging, and we rebuild homes, and we share Jesus along the way. So if you want to learn more about the ministry, our website has all the information you'd want, 8daysofhope.com, 8daysofhope.com. We also have other arms of the ministry, a distribution ministry, both in Mississippi and Western New York. Uh, You can learn more about that. And just recently, we started a new arm where we do safe houses for ministries providing support to those who've been sex trafficked. And uh, that video, Mike, uh, Mm -hmm. our our video casting the vision for this arm of the ministry is on our website. We just put it up this weekend. So it's there. You can go to the website, 8daysofhope.com. And you'll meet one of the uh, our first partner in Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. called Elijah Rising. And that lady, Micah, who's on that video, mm-hmm. is our guest today. Oh, we're looking forward to it. I mean, yes. this information just has to get out. I mean, not only the the opportunity for people to pray, uh, volunteer, and donate to, the, to the, these projects, but just the information of what's going on in our country, the second largest... Uh, Second largest illegal activity in the country. Okay. And so 8 Days of Hope, 
We just renovated two homes in Houston, Texas, just left recently. Micah Gamboa, executive director of Elijah Rising, is going to be on the uh, air with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in Houston, of course. We're in Western New York. Hey, and you know what? You're going to hear some things today that's going to might it might trigger some things in your mind, and you might want to be sharing this and thinking, "Oh my gosh, I wish my husband wasn't working, or my wife wasn't running errands, or you know, not traveling, or I want my son to hear this." We have a podcast on iTunes, just Eight Days of Hope, of course, but also you can listen uh, the last three weeks on. On our website, Mike. That's right. So this is going to be a very important broadcast for 80s Hope, and I haven't been this excited. I'm always excited, but I'm really, really excited to have Micah. What are you laughing at? I just like, you are always excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, and, and it's infectious. I think okay. everybody that knows Steve Tiber oh, does. If they, if they come in the room and they're sad that day, they're going to leave happy. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, so, <laughs> thank you, Mike. But Micah Gambo is going to be with us. Um, uh, we're going to do a couple segments with her. So uh, we'll be careful because we know this is a Saturday morning and you That's might right. be driving with kids in the back seat or you're, you've got a cup of coffee and people are going in and out of your room. Uh, we won't cross any lines, but you're going to learn a lot today and it's going to mm. be an eye-opening experience yeah. for the listener. Got to get this information out, though, because of our sons, our daughters, our kids, our grandkids. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's being intense. You know, we just shot a promotional video with Joel Smallbone from the group called For King and Country uh, that we will be releasing very shortly. And one of the things that he said on the longer uh, version, we did two videos, was that the church has felt uncomfortable talking about this topic of sex trafficking. But the more we talk about it, the more we learn, the more we can respond. Mm. Do you think because we don't want to talk about it i'm not not in just the churches but in our home sometimes you you know i mean how we don't want to have those conversations it actually is an incubator had to have this even mm. go further and further and further it's got to be stopped it's it, got to be talked about it, it's uncomfortable because it's it's the unthinkable mm-hmm. right we think about our daughters our sons our grandsons our granddaughters and 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 you could never imagine one of them being kidnapped or trafficked. Right. And, and so it's an uncomfortable conversation, but this is real. You know, the, the number in Texas is astounding. Hmm. The authorities, the, the law authorities, estimate that this weekend 300,000 people will be trafficked in that state alone. Think about that. That's as many people that lives in Buffalo, New York. I can't. This weekend, those hmm. 300,000 kids... Um, young ladies, young men are being trafficked, and Cannot we need wrap to do my head around it. That that's crazy. Points us to this is why we need to talk about it. Yes, and we're going to talk about it today. So again, in a little bit, we'll have uh, Micah on uh, as well. It's a tough subject to talk about. So what Eight Days Hope, do, what we do is we partner with ministries like Elijah Rising, and for fourteen days. We send and bring skilled volunteers in, and we renovate, build, or remodel a house for free. Mm -hmm. So Elijah Rising went from having three residents that are there now, and they'll be rescuing girls this weekend Mm -hmm. uh, in Houston and bringing them to the house that volunteers just built in Houston. And But we went from three... To how many now? Now they're going to have somewhere between 18 and 20 beds available for 18 to 20 individuals. And so, you know, next month we'll be in another part in Texas. And and, and later in 2020, we'll be in Jackson, Tennessee, Tupelo, Mississippi, Buffalo, New York, Indianapolis, Indiana. It is needed, Mike, from coast to coast. And and more than ever, we need your donations. I'm going to be, I'm going to cut right to the point. Every time we do one of these, 
you know, people aren't waking up and saying, oh, I'm going to write a check to Eight Days of Hope to help them do safe houses. But I want you to pray about it because we get a lot of materials donated. So on these homes, we, we got the roofing donated. We got the, well, we didn't get anything. God sent That's roofing right. to us. God sent flooring to us. And so we were able to help Elijah Rising with some of those costs. But the costs are real. But the work you do is priceless. Well, and every penny goes right to that. If you donate it yes. to uh, whatever uh, we're putting out there, I mean, our, our cost, I mean, these are, are they're fixed costs I sure. mean, that are taken yeah. care of by our partners. Still need partners, still need that to, to continue. But if you donate to uh, the safe houses, every single penny yeah. goes to the safe house. So today, if you go to our website, 8daysofhope.com, you can become a monthly partner or a quarterly partner or a yearly partner. You can send a one-time gift. Perfect time to give. Year-end giving is here. Right it's, now. It's yeah. right upon us. And our year-end ask video, that's what we call it. Well, we don't call it, but that's what I call it, uh, will be on our website December 15th. So that's just another, another week or so. Um, we'll, we'll get that to you. Mike, this past week, guess where I was? Was it? Let me try to think here. I think it was in a warm climate, but it was a sad situation. Because yeah, you're what right. You saw. You're but right. but you're you, right. you have to be feeling good because you went sure. to the Bahamas. Yes. As you know, uh, Bahamas was upended from, oh my gosh, the devastation in some of the islands. So we mm-hmm. flew into Nassau, yeah. and then we took a small commuter plane, a 12-minute flight to uh, the big Bahama island we went to a couple different islands. We met many of the churches and the and the faith-based organizations that we've sent materials to in the past. But this this past okay. week, we unloaded two containers that had donations from Western New York that was collected to St. John Baptist Church right here in uh, off Goodell Street. Exciting. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, we had donations come from Provia. Okay. Uh, um, they make building materials. They donated four hundred. Hurricane resistant windows that we unloaded this week. Incredible. Um, we had flooring, we had mattresses, and, and it was an amazing week. I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm tired. Oh, and yeah. I wasn't hanging out in the pool, I promise you. No oh, tan no, here. No, no, no. But it was, it was amazing to meet some people who have given up everything that they know to serve full time on the front lines for Jesus in the Bahamas. Yeah. And the need is great. So. You had to be excited to see some things, some yes. of the things coming from Buffalo in itself, as well as from across the country, right. the world probably. Yep. What are some of the things that you, you still saw there when you get off the plane? And Yeah, so, you know, unfortunately, there's, there's no perfect way to respond to disaster. And, you know, we, you know, here's the great news for America. When we get a disaster, we do have an organization called FEMA, right. and states have their own organizations. So in Mississippi, it's called MEMA. In Tennessee, it's called TEMA. I mean, oh, really? you can't make it up. I and mean, this is this is what they call. It. And so, very quickly, people respond. So we can load water, or diapers, or food in St. Louis and take it to Houston within a day, and there's right. no hurdles. Right. Well, right now, there's so many challenges to get things to the Bahamas. Just for us to find a port that was open that would take our ship in. Mm-hmm. So we worked with another ministry, and we shipped the products in on a ship. On a container, okay. it was offloaded at a port and then distributed to the churches, then distributed to people. So there's a lot of hoops to jump through when you do something. But that that seems to be the, the key here. I mean, as you said, Eight Days of Hope doesn't see it doing an international thing uh, on a regular basis or another arm. Right. But you partner with those that are in there and with all of our resources able to get 
resources to the people in the Bahamas. Some of these water filtration systems that the donors purchased that we took down, I took some extra down this past week as, as well, just to meet some of the families in the community. So what they did is they set up these water filtration systems like in a community center. And a lot of the community, I mean, everything's gone. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're starting the process of figuring out where do we go from here. Just the, just what you and I take for granted. I'm not saying we do, but but we do. I we mean, do. clean water. Yeah, we do. You turn on your faucet. In regards if you have a filter on your faucet or not, that water you can drink. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case in the Bahamas. Right. And if we don't have that water, we complain. I complain. <laughs> right. <laughs> but right. It's, that's a side note. But it, the basic, basic of all needs, are they're just not there. Yep. And so those water f- filtration systems, I mean, you were saying they lasted, they Eight, would last. 18 to 24 months. And okay. so what they would do is they would they would ask eight or 10 families to share one mm-hmm. and they all, they, they would they would get five gallon pails of clean water and walk them back to their tent or where they're living. Okay. So they're, <laughs> at this point, still living in tents. I mean, there's not even an opportunity to rebuild as of yet. Yeah, they're just really starting to figure it out. And again, the the need is great. And, and this is a 10-year recovery. The Bahamas, oh as we all know it, Freeport, that whole area, it has changed. And, and a lot of those families have went to uh, the, the Nassau Island to, to seek relief, which is causing some other challenges. But let, continue sure. to pray for those in the Bahamas as they continue in this recovery. Um, anyways... Uh, interesting week. But hey, yes. we're going to be back in just a minute. We're going to be talking to Micah Gamboa, who is the executive director of Elijah Rising, the first two homes that we, Eight Days of Hope, is have renovated to provide a safe place for those rescued from sex trafficking. We'll be right back with Micah. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service, or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, good morning again this first December Saturday, December 7th. Welcome, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiello here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. And this morning, Mike... We have a very special guest, someone who I've just got to know over the last, I don't know, 60 days. 60 days. Yes, her name is Micah, Micah Gamboa. She's the executive director of Elijah Rising. She's in Houston, Texas. Okay. And and Elijah Rising was the organization that we launched our new arm of the ministry, where we come alongside an existing ministry and we renovate, build, remodel uh, to help them expand their outreach as they 
love and serve the brokenhearted ladies who've been rescued from sex trafficking. I'm telling you, I saw a lot of the footage. I saw the before and after pictures. And, you know, Steve, I wish I was a skilled laborer. I mean, no, but seriously, my heart just breaks. And his butt is at the same time so excited that um, we're able to help in this area of of need. It is. Micah, good morning. Good morning, and thank you so much for having me. Micah, it is a joy to have you on our broadcast, and um, so excited to have the world hear the story of Elijah rising, a little bit about your journey. But you and I just, our paths just crossed, I don't know, in person just the last couple months. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but love what you guys do. Why, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the ministry of Elijah Rising? Absolutely. So Elijah Rising has been around for about seven years. Um, we actually started as just a prayer meeting. So a bunch of people trying to get together, trying to see God's kingdom come to the earth, and really, in specifically in the area of sex trafficking, and then even more specifically in the Houston region. Um, Houston is so massive, so we have plenty of need here, is, <laughs> is kind of what we thought. Um, so that's how we started, and then, you know, with anything with the Lord, you start with one thing, and the Lord keeps expanding as you grow in capacity. So... Um, we started with prayer. We then launched into tons of awareness activities, which for us take on the shape of we do these awareness van tours. So we tour people all around the city where, you know, trafficking and exploitation are happening in real time. We explain the stories of the women inside the buildings or on the street. We, we share the reality of what prostitution and trafficking really looks like to these women. Um, and so that's incredibly powerful because you drive past the place where they're exploiting and selling humans, and then you drive past your church or your kid's school, or mm. it's just nuts. Wow. And so we've taken about 10,000 people on those tours to date, and we're still growing. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, and then also under awareness, we do, we have a museum, a small museum about trafficking in Houston where people can walk through and see the reality again. Then, um, we started doing a lot of outreach, which we call intervention, and really because we are intervening on behalf of the women and children where they're being sold. You know, um, like in James, it talks about real religion is this to like cover or yes. to meet like widows and orphans in their distress. And so that's been our driving force of, you know, we can talk about it, we can raise awareness, we can even pray about it, but if we're not being mobilized, um, in real time right. <laughs> to really serve the broken, what we need to stop, you know, we're in error. Mm. Um, and so we do a ton of intervention. We try and mobilize as many people as we can in the community to go out on these outreaches. And so we train them, we send them with, with you know, trained volunteer leaders. Um, but generally we are able to reach anywhere from a thousand to 2000 women in prostitution and trafficking um, every year through these outreaches. And we, again, just want to keep growing those. Um, and so that's really exciting because the women who we reach, not only do we reach them and be able to share the gospel and pray with them and love on them, but we are able to give them an immediate way of escape um, through a sister organization in the city. And so it just creates this beautiful pipeline of care. Um, and to date, I want to say that, you know, this stat is probably about six months old, but over 250 women have exited through that hotline number mm-hmm. in the past, like, four years. 
Um, and again, we're just seeing it grow and grow and grow. Um, okay, so then fast forward. So now we're doing the aftercare portion. Um, so you guys have been, I mean, Eight Days of Hope was in, instrumental, and in, you guys doubled our capacity mm. in one fell swoop. And so we have two homes right now, uh, 10 beds, which actually um, is more than any in the entire region for adult long-term care, which is crazy. And then um, you guys came in, and now we have four homes that are move-in ready. So. Wow, I'm telling you. So, so Micah, <clears throat> take, take me back a little bit to um, you're in a prayer meeting and mm-hmm. to try and, and, and kind of training each other. What is it like to take, and what is the size group? And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm thinking of going down right in the center of where all this is happening, and uh, the interaction with not only the the, the ladies but any mm-hmm. inter- interference, you got to be a little little fear struck there, you know, walk, <laughs> walking down the street and into those sections where this is going on. How does that yeah. give us a little bit of, of an insight to that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, so we uh, we train people to go into uh, so in Houston it looks like women are put out on the street. People uh, women are put out in hotel rooms, and that's just where they work twenty four seven. Um, hotel room, street, brothel, so like um, illegal massage parlor brothel. Um, and then we also have these things called uh, cantina brothels, which are pretty much Latin American brothels. Um, so they all have their different flavor and expression. Um, but So we've taken small teams to do a little bit of reconnaissance to see, like, how do they operate, how do they work, because I mean, they're public places, right? So that's the thing about okay. outreach is that you have to remember – these people are being so bold. The traffickers are saying, you know what, for lack of a better word, like, screw, you know, the law. You know, screw. Like, right. we are going to operate in broad daylight, essentially. And so we as a church have to match that level of boldness. But at the same time, do it in wisdom, you know. Um, so all that to say, we, we do go into these places. The good thing about it is that because we come in as the church, we never say Elijah Rise, we never say we're here to stop trafficking, you know, or we're not we're not um vigilantes that is okay. but we do yeah. come in, we say we're here from the church, we just wanna bless you, we wanna pray for you, and then we sneakily hand them <laughs> the women, go. we hand them like a, a rescue member. And so we explain to them it's hidden so that they're a pimp. If they see it, they're not gonna immediately recognize that it's a number and so there's ways that we do that. Um so as to not put her in any more danger. That is bold. Um, so, but, you know, you have to think, too, like, these these traffickers, they don't want to come into the light. They don't want to be exposed. Right. So they want to keep their shroud of whatever, you know, <laughs> hidden this. Um, and so whenever we come in as a simple little church lady or whatever, um, they are not going, generally, they don't, like, come at us with tons of aggression because we're going in meekness and we're being a blessing. Um, and so that gives us a layer of protection and you know honestly the church isn't viewed as a threat and that works in our favor Mm -hmm. think about this mike that this is happening in america (laughs) this Um, is this you know mike there's nine thousand massage parlors in america in and i'm not i'm not talking about the massage envy where you go and get a therapeutic massage mm -hmm. i'm talking where a legal activity happens mike they're in strip malls it's just not houston it's just not yeah. Las Vegas or New Orleans or New Orleans. It's 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 big town, little town, rural America. It is mm-hmm. everywhere, and it's it's happening, and it's almost like we have blinders on. 
you know, I've been going to church, you know, I've been a believer for 25 years, and, and up until about three years ago, I knew it was out there. I knew it existed, but I kind of like was focused on what I was focused mm-hmm. on, and, sure. and, I, and I knew what was going on, and it's almost like I ignored it. Mm. But, mm-hmm. Mike, it's everywhere. Well, you know, and I got to say, Steve, too, um, that it was only about four or five months ago we got together. We started doing the show. We went out to lunch, and you told me about an experience that you had when you were in Houston. Oh, my gosh. About a brother that you were talking to and how that played out. And I was, I left shocked, appalled, mad, but then say, Mike, Mike Fiala, why was your head in the sand over this? Mm. And what do you got to do now? And so we're getting involved. Jumping in both all, all the way, so right. Mike, thank you for, you know, stepping up and doing what was put on your heart to do by God and watching it grow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Michael, you, you you rescue a young lady. A young lady calls you on that number that is left on a matchbox or on a piece of paper or, or mm-hmm. you know whatever. She calls that number. What what happens next? Yeah. So actually, we partner with another sister organization called Rescue. America. Um, And so we helped launch them and, you know, several years ago, but now they're their own entity and they are the ones who run the hotline number. Um, And it's a critical piece of the efforts in Houston because what we were finding is not to throw any shade or anything, but um, we were calling the the national hotline and no one was being sent to us. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was a huge gap. And so anyways, they filled that gap. So when a woman calls that number, they assess her need, they assess her safety, her situation. If it's a critical situation, they will bring in like law enforcement to assist in the in the rescue piece. Okay. If it's not, then they just dispatch their trained volunteers, and it's usually like a man and a woman or two women and a man um, to go out, and they can dispatch those volunteers within 30 or 45 minutes um, to go anywhere in the city or anywhere in the greater Houston area, pick her up, um, because these girls know, like, they're not, they're, they're very wise. I mean, they know their, their pimp schedule. They understand like they're, you know, he's gone for 30 minutes. So this is my chance kind of thing. So we'll pick her up and then we take her to a safe location. It's an undisclosed, you know, not a safe home, but something like that. Um, and then the more assessments take place. So how, what's her, what's her, you know, mental state, emotional state, um, her, situation with drugs is is there an addiction issue that we need to address then um on the back end we can take they can take her to an appropriate facility whether that's detox or rehab or a long-term aftercare facility and then they walk with her through that journey for that first 60 days after she's she's exited at what point does that young lady come to a facility that that you Elijah Rising would, you know, a safe place mm-hmm. for them to, and, and and then once once they get once they arrive, um, is it for a week, a month, six months? Mm-hmm. Tell the mm-hmm. listener a little bit more about that, please. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, by and large, these women have gone through years of this kind of torture mm-hmm. and abuse, um, and so there's a there's a really a uh, critical need for deep and lasting long-term care. And so um, as much as possible, I mean, they're adults, so they get to choose, right? So as much as possible, they try and encourage women to go into a long-term care facility. Um, and what that generally means is anywhere from like 12 to 24 months of, mm-hmm. of 
um, holistic care, and so it's a wraparound. So we're looking at the eight dimensions of wellness, making sure that her um, environmental, her emotional, her spiritual, her physical, her social, her economic needs, all of that is all met, and and really addressing, you know, how what was it that made her vulnerable to trafficking in the first place? Right, right. And how can we address those needs so That's as right. not to make, you know, so it's not just like putting a Band-Aid on the situation sure, and releasing right. her. Yeah. Um, what was it that made her vulnerable? And how can we really empower her to live a full, healed, and successful independent life after she leaves us? If you go to 8daysofhope.com, you will see the uh, latest video that we have just released. It's also going to be on our YouTube channel, our social media sites. And you'll you'll actually get to see Micah on, on that video. And, Micah, you did an amazing, amazing job, oh, my gosh, of, com- oh, okay. of, of communicating <laughs> the need and encouraging people to, to get involved. Um, you know, Mike, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. I've, I've done a lot of research. You know, is, is 15 years of doing natural disasters. That's right. And, and so you learn a lot, you know, because mm-hmm. you're there after mm-hmm. Katrina and after Harvey and after Michael and the snowstorms and tornadoes. Yeah. And, and you and you learn. I've learned so much, Mike, just in the last couple months. Mm-hmm. So, so a lot of those that are being targeted by sex traffickers is through social media. Yeah. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're using social media sites, Mike, and I only got a, another minute in the segment, but using social media sites, they're targeting g- girls that are in foster care. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. runaways, they look to groom young ladies. Uh, on the next segment, when we come back, I'd love to hear from you, Micah, things that we can do as parents. I, we just need to be aware. Yes. You know, last mm-hmm. week, yes. I'll, I'll close with this, Mike, for this segment. Last week, I was with uh, for King and Country, uh, and, and, we, and I was talking to Joel, Joel Smallbone, and on the video that, that he and I put together, he said it's time for the church to start talking about this issue because okay. it's happening, okay. and, and talking is the first healthy step toward finding a solution. Bring it, an awareness to it, and where best does it start? Yes. But it, in our churches and in our homes, it has to happen. Well, we're going to do that here in a minute. Micah, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with you. Um, You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. I'm Steve Tiber, along with my co-host, Mike Fiala. Today, we're talking to Micah Gamboa. She's the executive director of Elijah Rising, and they provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. They offer 12 to 24 months of support, emotional, physical, and spiritual healing, Mike. And, and, And I... This is so needed in America. Aren't you excited, Steve, to be a part of what God's doing in this? You know, gosh, and you wish you weren't needed. I know. You you wish that you didn't need to do this arm of the ministry, but God has called Eight Days Hope to be a part of that. We'll talk more uh, in just a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one, which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief. 
to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world, so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com, because everyone can get in on this. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. We want to thank some of our partners out there. I know last week we had Donna Russo at Kingdom Bound uh, about the Awaken Festival happening yeah. right around the corner. So learn more about that. Go to kingdombound.org. Also want to thank Brad Klein and our friends at Niagara Gutter. If you need some gutter work, maybe you know the recent weather has messed up your gutters, uh, give Brad a call. He loves the Lord. He will treat you fairly. And in fact, he'll give you a discount. Mention this broadcast. I like mm, discounts. We like to. You took the words out of my mouth, Steve. I, no, I, I like, like them. You love them. All discounts. <laughs> you know, you got to you know shop at the dollar store. I love discounts. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm man. just kidding. You. Call Brad at 716-695-3500. And this weekend, tomorrow, as we get ready for the holiday season, if you're if you're if you just haven't found the right church, we've got so many great churches in Southern Ontario, and Western New York, and and I, I know we have listeners around the country. But if you're looking for a church in Western New York, check out Life Church, Pastor Pete the team yeah, down there. Yeah. Uh, they're growing rapidly. Love what God's doing. They're a big part of Eight Days of Hope and so glad for their support as well. Today we're talking to Micah Gamboa. Micah is the executive director of Elijah Rising down in Houston, Texas. Just recently, um, Eight Days of Hope sent about 45 people in and they renovated two homes. Micah, you're back with us. Those homes, I have to admit, they look pretty darn good. They are amazing. They are so beautiful. The um, the workers, Mike, you know, we, we have a new arm of the ministry for 14 days. We'll provide any help you need for free with skilled mm-hmm. professionals. Skilled so labors, yeah. they don't let you and I work, Mike. Not at all. We pick up a hammer, <laughs> they run. But no. uh, <laughs> Now, I can paint. I love to paint. So okay. I, one of these next couple ones, I'm going to have to do that because it's fun to serve that way as well. Mm. Micah, um, so I've, we've, we've gotten to know you. have got to know the operation called Elijah Rising. Um, so how are these... How are these people finding these young ladies and young men to traffic? What, what kind of ways are they luring uh, those into to, to this, this false sense of security where then they have them? Yeah, I mean, there's, it works in a lot of different ways. You know, um, so when we're talking about women who are brought over from international fields to, you know, America, of course, they're selling them a better life. Everyone wants to have a better life, right? And when we're talking about women um, or children who are in very dire situations, whether it be poverty or anything like that, in the developing world, it's not hard to sell them a better life. You know, they want to believe it. Um, So that's one way. Once they're here, of course, they are in some kind of horrific situation with um, trafficking. So it's not, the obviously, the, the... the job that they were promised, right? When we're talking about domestic women or domestic children, I mean, there's still a lot of different ways. So um, we're seeing a rise of, of course, traffickers and pimps using um, technology, so social media, apps, um, even gaming, um, starting to lure, starting that grooming process over, like, digitally. Um, And so, you know, you think about your kids, 
maybe your 12-year-old or your 14-year-old or whatever, is posting pictures, whether it be, you know, on Facebook or Snapchat or even um, Instagram or whatever, a lot of times those phones have location services on so you can actually see where they're at. Um, Find My Friends is another one. You can see where they're going. Um, and then also they're, they're sharing their whole life, right? And, um, and a lot of times parents are totally um, outside of the loop. <laughs> they don't know what their kids are actually doing online. They're oblivious. Right. They absolutely are. And they think it's innocuous and safe. And here's the thing is like you wouldn't give your kids the keys to your car, right? I mean, that's mm. so simple. It's like you wouldn't give them just keys to the world or put them out into the world. Why would you put them out into the world of the Internet, digital people, you know, real people, but the digital world um, without any type of protections or guidance? Um, and that's what parents are doing. They're giving, giving their kids free and unfettered access to the Internet, not even realizing how many pedophiles and um, traffickers and um, all of these people who are literally targeting our junior high and our high school and our kids, right? So they know what they're doing. They stand to make hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on the backs of these children. Um, so they're honing their craft. They are not, they're not stupid. They're very, very smart. Um, anyway, so, so social media, gaming, all that stuff, but also in person. I mean, we have story after story of where traffickers have lured and groomed and started that grooming process to bring young girls, um, into a trafficking situation just in person. And they're very good at it. They're master manipulators. Hmm. Wow. Mike, I, I, I become more educated every day. Yeah, I mean, gaming. I mean, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. One of my sons, one of my sons, who's a gamer, has told me that he has seen some unique, inappropriate conversations going on during an actual live game mm-hmm. between yeah. a bunch of people, and and it kind of kicked off a flag in his mind. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's a lot of filters out there. I know, you know, we have Life 360 on our girls' phones, so we know where they're at every second of every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the app that you mentioned, there's other apps out there as well, but there's also filters for your computer uh, that protect uh, where your kids can go. But, but I'm telling you, uh, these traffickers, they're up to date on the latest technology, and they Absolutely. know how to speak to speak. And talk mm-hmm. the talk. If you have a, a teenage daughter, or um, uh, you know, who maybe isn't super popular right. at school, and maybe doesn't have a ton of confidence, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. this this new friend reaches out to sure. them, it starts that easily. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. starts that easily, doesn't it, Micah? It it does. Yeah, it really, really does. We've seen it. You know, and it used to. You know, when I started in this maybe seven years ago, it used to be that I would hear a lot of people saying, well, it's the girls who are coming out of the foster care system or runaways. Right. Or, and while that's yeah. true, um, it is not limited to that. I mean, this right. crime is, is something that predators will look for any anyone, and they will exploit any place of vulnerability. So you're absolutely right. And yeah. the other thing I would say about, you know, put the filters on, put the digital guards on, but at the same time, there are... You know, if you go on YouTube, there are kids training other kids of like how to get around those filters. Sure. So don't right. yeah, don't just right. count on those. Sure. Make sure that you are having these conversations. Educate yourself as a parent. Make sure right. that you're opening up the door for your kids to be a safe place 
because what's going to happen is if you, you start having these conversations, they're going to open up eventually to you and say, oh, yeah, this is happening at school. I saw this girl. And if you start freaking out, <laughs> then you have right. auto- immediately become an unsafe place for your child to come to. Wow. You know, so you have to be hold your stuff together, freak out later with your husband or your wife or whatever. <laughs> but when you're with your child, you've got to keep those lines of communication open. Um, and I think that's the number one way to help protect and inoculate your children sure. from so, this crime. So, so, Micah, staying in this thought process of how people get young ladies get involved in this. You'd mentioned something on one of your videos that I, I saw someplace along the way about a, for usually the foreigners, uh, a seasoning process. And then mm-hmm. for those more local, it was kind of a, a boyfriend three to six month mm-hmm. thing that kind of gets them involved. Can you speak to how that's another way that these girls are being pulled into this? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, you know, what Steve was mentioning earlier about any any place of vulnerability, whether it's lack of uh, confidence or, you know, something happening at school or even in the home, you know, um, traffickers will exploit that, right? So whether it's in person or even digitally, they will start finding the loopholes. They will start finding those little places and they'll start exploiting that. And that kind of looks, it can look. One of the ways is through called like a Romeo pimp or like a boyfriend, whatever. Um, just coming in, sidling up to her, complimenting her, telling her she's beautiful, that no one else sees her like he does. I mean, you're talking about a 26 or a 36-year-old man, right, coming to like a 12, 14, 16-year-old girl. Oh, wow. And you, and you think, oh, God, that she would never fall for that. But they do. You do. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. as myself, as a 14-year-old girl, like, I did not have the, the emotional or the mental capacity to outthink mm-hmm. a seasoned, trained professional trafficker. You know what I mean? So he knows how to manipulate. He knows how he's going to send her gifts. He's going to start that process of alienating her away from her safe circle. So whether that be her family, her friends, people at school, um, even, you know, um, youth groups or whatever it is, safe places, start that wedge and saying, well, they don't understand you and start exploiting when they had a fight with their parents or she was grounded or she had consequences. Well, baby, you know, no one sees you like I do. I would never treat you like that. You deserve the best. You're a queen. You're this or that, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, they are very patient. So whether it's six weeks, 12 weeks, 16, 24, whatever it takes, to get her. And meanwhile, wow. he's keeping track. Oh, I bought you perfume. Oh, I bought you shoes. Oh, I bought you this. And he, these these guys are in women. It can do it too. So it's not just men, but again, they are master manipulators. Mm-hmm. And if anyone listening has ever been in an unhealthy relationship, you know, with friends or uh, loved ones or whatever, you understand the, the right. power that emotional and even physical manipulation has. And so when we're talking about children standing up to that level of manipulation, they're just not prepared. It's a, uh, it's a dysfunctional enmeshment that happens over mm-hmm. a period of time, and it's hard to get out. We're talking to Micah Absolutely. Gamboa. She's the executive director of Elijah Rising. They're based in Houston, Texas. And, and you know, right now, if you go to our website today, as you listen to this broadcast, we have a video on our website, 8daysofhope.com, where we talk about the expansion of the ministry of 8 Days of Hope. And it, and it encourages you to do three things. And you could do one, you could do all three. 
you know, some volunteers left their homes. I think, Michael, we had volunteers from like 11 states at your place in Houston wow. as we renovated those two homes. But we're looking for skilled professionals. Maybe you're listening today. You've never volunteered with Eight Days of Hope. For more information, go to our website. But we need skilled plumbers and roofers and carpenters and painters and people who know how to lay floor. And these first two homes that were just renovated, one completely, one maybe like 85% down the path, they're just mm-hmm. the first two of, I believe, Mike, hundreds of yes. homes that 8 Days Hope is going to be a part of. But we're going to ask you to pray. Pray for Micah. Pray okay. for Elijah Rising. Pray for ministries out there. Find a ministry in your hometown. I know we have people that listen across the country every week on these podcasts. Find Google search your, your area if you want to get involved firsthand to learn more about it. That's right. But pray. Pray for these ministries. Pray for 8 Days Hope as we take this step of faith. Secondly, volunteer. If you're a skilled professional, what a perfect way for you to give back. Mm. These homes that were worked on with 8 Days Hope for Elijah Rising, Mike, they're going to be used for decades, and they're going to change generations of families Absolutely. because of what Micah and her team are doing and what these volunteers did. Pray, volunteer, lastly, donate. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be eight days of hope. Find an organization that's making a difference. Mm-hmm. Go to Elijah Rising. What's your website, Micah? It's ElijahRising.org. ElijahRising.org. Make a donation to Elijah Rising. Help Micah and that team there to do what God has called them to do or pour into eight days of hope. You can donate monthly, quarterly, yearly. Go to our website, eightdaysofhope.com. Year end ask is, is out there. Um, you know, it, it's a great time to give this last month of December. That's it. Uh, the yeah. need is real. And Mike, it, it is, it blows my mind, mm-hmm. the need. And, and now the church needs to respond. Well, and I'm telling you, we, like we say all the time, if you send a donation, we have fixed costs that are taken care of by our partners. Right. Not that we can't use more partners, but please do. But if you send it for our safe houses, every single penny will go to yes. that. And what, why, why would you not? And we're just launching, so we we haven't raised any money for the Safe House Construction Ministry yet. Zero in that account yeah. right now. And, and I say that, Mike, because you're one of our board members, so I might as well tell that before our board call next next week. Uh, but, make but, a note of that, okay. But, but God is opening some doors. But, Absolutely. Michael, we love your heart. We love your passion for the brokenhearted. We've only got a minute or two. Is there anything else you want to share with the listeners out there? You know, yeah, lastly, I would just say... Um, Pornography ends up being like a major gateway mm. that children are lured in. Um, and so if you want some really great resources as parents or even just as individuals to help protect your community, you can go to Crime Stoppers. They have great social media uh, training for parents or anyone. <laughs> and sure. then also Protect Young Minds. Protect Young Minds. Um, it is a really great resource if you're like, I don't know how to even have start a conversation about these things, they have step-by-step guides, and they will walk you through. Um, so educate yourself, get trained, and start protecting your families. Wow. Michael, this has been you. such an informative. I thought I was becoming more of an expert, but I guess I have a lot more to learn. Yeah. Micah, thank you so much. For... You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Oh, <laughs> Micah, down the road a little bit, I don't know if it's three months or six months, we'd love to have you on again to Absolutely. maybe talk about um, the progress of Elijah Rising or maybe how yeah. you're using one of those homes. And, and, and you know, it's so important for us to, uh, to, to get the word out. Is there any mm-hmm. national organization that, that works with people uh, that do what you do? Is there a, a, a national covering, an association that mm-hmm. people can learn more about as well? 
Yes, there's a few. There's um, NICOSI, which is a national center yep. on sexual exploitation. Okay. That's a great one. It has great trainings as well. Um, Exodus Cry is another one. Okay. Um, in my mind, just oh, there's the <laughs> Sheltered Alliance, which is like a national um, covering for safe homes and aftercare mm. centers and things like that. That's a great one as well. So. Absolutely. Thank you, Micah. Mike, would you close in prayer, oh, yes. pray for Micah and Elijah Rising as we wrap yes, this up? Yes, Father, we're so grateful that you've called and Micah has stepped up to answer that call back from a prayer meeting to what's happening today. We thank you for your faithfulness. But I pray for mm-hmm. a stamina, a, a, a steadfastness. We, we see the passion. Keep that fire burning and burning yes, and let that fire get caught with other folks that can help and support physically, financially, uh, and, and rest, just the, the restoration of these uh, uh, young ladies that are coming out of this. So pray, pray for Elijah Rising and all that's going to be done. Thank you, God, for um, someone like Micah answering the call and the folks that mm-hmm. work with her. Bless them and bless them and bless them in Jesus' name. Okay. Amen. Thank you. org. I think you're also on social media. Are you not? We are. Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I love it, Micah. Oh, I can't, hey, so glad I, I met down you. Down the road, I, I'd love for my wife to meet you. I've spoke, I've, I've shared some information about meeting you. And again, if you want to uh, hear more about what uh, God is doing through Eight Days of Hope and Elijah Rising, uh, Micah is featured on our launch video that is on our website as we speak. Go to eightdaysofhope.com. It's right on the landing page, and you can watch that five, six-minute video. Learn more about Elijah Rising, what they're doing, and what God has called Eight Days of Hope to do. Micah, uh, I know it's early. It's, what, December 7th-ish, so we're 18 days away for Christmas. I pray that you and your husband, your family, your extended family, your staff, I pray that you have an unbelievable Christmas. Oh, thank you, guys. Y'all, too, and for the same for all of your volunteers that have so selflessly given. They're amazing. God bless you, girl. We'll talk to you down the road a little bit. Okay, sounds All good. Right. Thank you, Micah. Bye. Goodbye. That was Micah Gamboa. Gam- Mike, I always mess up with that. Gamboa. There you go. With Elijah Rising, executive director, and uh, love what they're doing. I'm always so amazed, Steve, that like Eight Days of Hope started, just with a thought and a desire, and then faithful stepping out and going from a prayer meeting to where they are today. So, folks, if you're listening... <clears throat> God's got something for you. God's got a plan for you to serve, to love, to, to, to make a difference in this world. Listen to that voice and then step out. God will bless it. Wow. That's, mm. and, and, you know, and, and there are people, and, and you know what? The enemy tries to convince us, Mike, that we're not smart enough, good enough. We don't have the right connections. We go. don't have the right resources. There you go. You know, you mentioned earlier in the show, Eight Days Hope, you know, we've done about, what, $52 million of work now, right? 6,000 homes across right. the country. We're not that smart. Mm. You know we are. We don't every dollar. We don't have every dollar in the bank to do what we're doing, right? We're doing the safe houses right now and still having to raise those dollars. But God provides. That's right. And so, to your point, Mike, mm. if you're out there, you're a follower of Jesus. He's gifted you, and it's time to step off the sideline. That's right. And get in the game. Now, now, now it is. Yes. Now, now's the time. 
what a perfect opportunity. There's a local organization in Western New York. If you live in Southern Ontario, Western New York, there's an organization called PATH, P-A-T-H, People Against Trafficking Humans. We're hoping and believing down the road we serve that team as they uh, expand their outreach right okay. here in Western New York. But it's across the country. If you're listening in St. Louis or Wichita, Kansas today, right. uh, there's a way you can get involved. Go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Click Get Involved. Give us your email address. We'll let you know whenever God calls us to go out and do something. You've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. We're going to be back in just a minute, kind of wrap things up. But again, we've been talking to Micah Gamboa with Elijah Rising. Go to our website. Watch the video today. Today. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Watch the video, and you'll get to see, actually, you'll get to see one of the two homes, Mike, that we renovated just a couple weeks ago. You don't want to miss it. I know. They look great. <laughs> they do. They do look great. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns, broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. Eight Days of Hope has traveled the country loving and serving families by helping them rebuild their homes for free after a natural disaster. Now, Eight Days of Hope is launching a new initiative called Eight Days of Hope Buffalo. This eight-day outreach will be serving 100 families with the repairs of their homes in the University District in the city of Buffalo. From July 19th to July 26th, you'll have a chance to experience Eight Days of Hope with your friends and volunteers from around the country. Please go to 8daysofhope.com to learn more about this outreach. 8 Days of Hope is a family-friendly ministry. There'll be something for everyone to do. We need skilled volunteers who know how to paint, do carpentry work, roofing, flooring, plumbing, and electrical work as well. We'll also need less skilled volunteers to help with landscaping, cleanup, and with our feeding team. 8 Days of Hope Buffalo from July 19th to the 26th. Come and serve with us for at least three full days and enjoy a free day the following week at Kingdom Bound at Six Flags Darien Lake. Again, for more information, go to 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Well, welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today's guest, Micah, with uh, the Executive Director, Elijah Rising. Um, very informative, Mike. I'm telling you, every time you do this, Steve, when you think you're starting to get a little bit of handle and a, and a groove of what's going on here, it's just mind-blowing. It's just, you know, I feel like this is the first day I've heard this because there's just so much information and so much um, activity that's going on, and you put it all together, we've got to get up, step up. Like you, like you always say, what, what, what will you do first? Yes, pray. Right. Volunteer and donate. Yep. It, 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 it's, it can't be done any other way, and it's a no-brainer to help rescue Young ladies and men and young boys that are that are caught up in the sex trafficking. So I'm going to throw something out. It cost Eight Days of Hope roughly about ten thousand dollars, maybe a little bit more, to do all that we do to come alongside a ministry to expand their facility. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. We have other donors that do other things that provide other dollars for us, and so with your end giving right here, that's a mm-hmm. lot of money. I get it. That is a lot of money. Maybe you can't underwrite one house. Maybe your business can. Maybe your missions group can. Maybe you can send $100 of that $10,000 to help 8 Days of Hope continue to to right. serve ministries like Elijah Rising. But we're not talking about 300. You know, these volunteers did over a quarter million dollars of work on two homes for free. Mm-hmm. And, and, and talk about watching your gift grow 
<laughs> right? In, in a wild way. Right. But 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 donate $5. Go to ElijahRising.org or 8dayshope.com. Year-end giving is here. It's a perfect right. time to give. They're both 501c3 organizations. We, we, you know, we're certified with ECFA, Evangelical Christian Financial Accountability. We get a third-party audit, as they do. Those dollars will be well invested. That's but right. we all can pray, Mike. That's right. And l- lastly, before we, we wrap this up, we need to protect our home front. Mm. We are not Go paying ahead. attention on our home. And if you've got a, a kid, you know, a child, and, and they're a teenager and they have a smartphone, Come if on. you have a grandchild, Come on. You, you know, Elijah, Micah gave us a lot of wisdom of things we can do. Mm-hmm. But we need to have a conversation because, you know, those 14-year-olds are a lot smarter than we're giving credit That's for. That's right. And we need to have an, a frank conversation and, and when they tell you something that might freak you out, to, to Micah's point, don't freak out. Right. But continue that conversation. But it starts with dialogue. It starts right. with filters. It's it's knowing who your friends, your kids' friends are on social media sites. It's restricting their sites. That's right. Um, and then having apps on their phone so you know where they're at at all times. That's it. And when they and listen, everyone's gaming. That's the biggest thing now. Yes. Ask them at the end of a session, or pop into the room. Find out what, what, what they're doing at that moment. Uh, oh, the kids need their privacy. No, they need your help so they don't get caught up in this stuff. So kids are gaming and they're talking to strangers. Right. And a stranger might pretend that they're a female and it might be an adult male. Mm. It's happening. And so I know it's Saturday morning and I, hopefully we didn't cross any lines, but this is the time that we as a, a family, we as a bunch of families, we as a church, we need to respond. Pray, volunteer, donate. Again, go. for more information, uh, watch the video on our website, 8daysofhope.com. Go to ElijahRising.org. Go to 8daysofhope.com. But Micah, man, we, we love you, girl, and what, your passion for the brokenhearted. Her, yes. We praying for her and her husband. They're a great couple, and uh, they are on the front lines for Jesus. Yeah. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for Elijah Rising. We thank mm-hmm. you for yes. Micah and her passion. Her passion mm. um, in the middle of the night, Father, to uh, help lead an organization that's that's going on the front lines that's where right. it's really messy and scary mm. and, and maybe even uh, threatening, Lord. And, and, and Father, they're making a difference and they're rescuing these individuals from, gosh, just a mess. Yes. And Father, we just we we pray for uh, for ministries like Elijah Rising around the country. Okay, you know, yeah. for Ascent One Twenty One in Indianapolis, Path in Buffalo, the Refuge in Austin, Texas, um, Scarlet's um, uh, Robe um, in in Jackson, Tennessee. All these ministries, Lord, that are on the front lines for you, bless them. Father, uh, thank you for what they're doing. Father, help us as a ministry. Eight days of hope. Mm-hmm. to continue to follow right. your lead. Show us where we should serve next. Okay. Yes. Help us as parents to be educated, to have those tough conversations. Let us be bold, Father, because, Father, you've mm-hmm. called us to uh, to raise up uh, the future mm-hmm. yes. uh, leaders of America and, and to have these conversations, Lord, with them. I know it's uncomfortable, Father, but take that uncomfortableness away from That's us. That's right. Thank you for this time. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. It's deep stuff, Mike. Hey, it's it's intense and it's heavy, but like it, like it's been said many times on on the program here today and in the past, it must be talked about in our homes, in our churches, uh, in our community, in your prayer group. You got a home cell group or something. It, talk about it. 
awareness and then get involved. So maybe you sit on, we've got a minute left, maybe you're on a men's ministry team and you're looking to get plugged in. Maybe you have some skilled people at your church there you go. and you want to go on a missions trip. It's free. You just mm-hmm. have to get there. We provide a place for you to sleep. We'll feed you really good. We're going to mm-hmm. give you a couple good looking t-shirts when you come on our rebuilding <laughs> events. Uh, you're going to meet fellow Christians from around the country. Come on a trip with us. That's our right. goal and our plan is to do one a month mm. somewhere in America. That's an aggressive plan. Yeah. But our God's a big God, Mike. Well, I'm telling you, whether it's an eight days of hope rebuild, uh, first response, it's all for free. And then something, that word free, when these young ladies go to these safe houses, mm. it's for free. They don't get charged. To, and they get rehabilitated and, and get freedom. back in the free, free, freedom. And it's freedom. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I like that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today's guest, Micah Gamboa with Elijah Rising. Share this podcast. Tell others to go to the website and listen. This program today needs to be shared as much as any program has ever been shared before. I'm Steve Tiber along with Mike Fiella. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday, Mike. Good to be with you. Uh, I'm going to say it very early off. Merry Christmas shopping. Already? Did <laughs> you get you my go. list? Uh, I was going to say, what are you, you going to get? You get my, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I'll give you my list before we okay. leave. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you to Life Church and Niagara Gutter and other partners. Kingdom Bound. More about Awaken. Go to kingdombound.org. Again, you've been listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope here on WDCX. Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from Eight Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.